Welcome to Gospel Reframe. This podcast is here to encourage you to spend five more minutes reframing your day with the hope of the gospel. In each episode, we will consider the gospel implications of a particular passage from the Bible and savor them together. Here's your host, Jim Weaver. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode in our series entitled Beyond Easter, the First 50 Days. It's in this series that we're looking at the key events that shaped Christianity in the 50 days following Easter. This episode brings us to Day 50 and the story of Pentecost. We can't help to be fascinated by Luke's description of the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, where Luke says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You may remember that when Jesus ascended to heaven and to his throne on day 40, he ordered his disciples not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he described as the baptism of the Holy Spirit in just a little while. It's now 10 days later a day on the Jewish calendar called the Day of Pentecost, and the church is baptized. Now, a little bit of background is important here. The Feast of Pentecost had a double meaning by this time. On the one hand, it marked the end of the grain harvest as the Feast of Harvest. So it was on this day every year that God's people recognized God as the God of the harvest and thanked Him for His provisions. But on the other hand, it marked the 50th day after the Exodus as the day that God gave Moses his law on Mount Sinai. Now, all of this is important in understanding why God chose this day of all days to deliver on his promise to send the Holy Spirit. You see, as the Holy Spirit is poured out upon the church at Pentecost, both realities are being fulfilled in a new way. Think about it. By the end of this day, the church will add 3,000 members to its roles. That's a spiritual harvest. And that harvest, friends, continues to our day and reaches around the world. And looking forward to this day, the prophet Ezekiel wrote, And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So this harvest of souls at Pentecost would result not only in new church members, but in lives radically transformed by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. You see, the law, which had been written on stone tablets, would now be written on hearts, just as the prophet Jeremiah foresaw. Okay, that's Pentecost from 30,000 feet. But at street level, things looked very different. There's the loud sound of a mighty rushing wind from heaven that's filling the room where they're all gathered. And if that weren't enough, there are what appears to be flaming tongues of fire hovering over their heads. And each of them began to speak in other tongues, which means other spoken languages of the world. And in the verses that follow, Luke tells us that there were Jewish people of the diaspora who had come from all over the world to Jerusalem for Pentecost. And these people were astonished to hear their own local language being spoken by these Christians who were all Galileans. Luke mentions, in fact, that there were Parthians and Medes and Elamites among the crowd. Now, these are the ancient Persian people. I'll never forget my experience of being in an Iranian church, truly a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, when the pastor who was preaching on this text asked all the Parthians to raise their hands, then the Medes, and then the Elamites. 
The pastor then said, your people were there at Pentecost. It was a powerful moment. I want to leave you with a few final thoughts about why God used this miraculous sign on this unique day in Christian history. First, language was created by God all the way back in the Garden of Eden. We don't know exactly what language that was, but it was the foundation of all languages for sure. It was with this language that man named the animals, conversed with one another, and most importantly, heard God issue a command and after the fall, the first gospel promise. And that promise was that God would send the seed of the woman to crush the head of the serpent. Eight chapters later, in Genesis 11, we come to another important moment in language development, the Tower of Babel. It's here that God confused the language of primeval man in order to preserve the seed of the woman and plant his promise of redemption in one people and language group, the family of Abraham. But God's covenant promise to Abraham included the promise that one day all the families of the earth would be blessed through Abraham's family. And of course, that promise was fulfilled in Jesus, who is not merely the Jewish Messiah, but the Savior of the world. So let this truth reframe your life today. Pentecost was a kind of dramatic reversal of the Tower of Babel, in which God is now saying to all the language groups of the world, I've made good on my promise to bring salvation to the world through Jesus, the seed of the woman and the offspring of Abraham. Thanks for listening to Gospel Reframe. For more information about this podcast or to listen to other episodes, visit gospelreframe.com. Thank you.